Hey everyone, and welcome to episode three of the On the Horizon RC podcast. I'm your host and Horizon president, Chris Dickerson. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, our marketing director, Steve Petrado. How you doing today, Steve? I'm doing great, Chris. Good, good. Well, episode three, so here we are again, yep. and uh, I think this is going to be a great episode, huh? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We've got a really nice guest this time. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe before we jump into that, let's hold people uh, suspenseful here a little bit, but um, I think one of the things we like to talk about starting out is uh, some of the upcoming events and where Horizon's yeah. going to be and where we can go out and be part of this great community. Absolutely. Yeah, so... Well, you, you'll take the first one, I think. Okay, this is, yeah, this I'd love to talk about, about this I'd love to one. talk about the first one, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Mint 400, mm -hmm. which is like one of the great American off-road races, is uh, March 3rd through 8th yep. out, in, uh, out in Prim. And Horizon is going to be on-site at that. Last year, we participated in the Mint. Yep. Um, but this year, we're going in deeper and really getting involved actively. LOSI is going to be the official RC truck of the Mint 400. So that's yeah. really cool. Um, and, you know, recently on social media, we posted a video of the 5T being the first RC vehicle to ever run 125-mile lap Incredible. Of, of the Mint. Yeah, and really helped, you know, kind of record the track for this year's track. And mm -hmm. so, uh, epic video. The team did a great job working with, with the team that puts on the Mint and uh, should be really cool. Um, and I know we're going to be doing some demos and some things like yeah, that. Yeah, there'll be a crawler track. Yeah, there'll be some yeah. demos for you to check out. And and we're not only on in Fremont Street during the right. first part of it, but we'll be out at Prim as well. So definitely, if you're in Vegas, check us out. Yeah, yeah, very awesome cool. Event. And we got we're going to be we're everywhere, right? So yeah. where else are we going to be? So uh, early early March as well. We'll have our train guys, uh, Ather and Train team, out at the Rocky Mountain Train Show. Uh, that's going to be in Denver, Colorado. So th this place, um, I've never been, but I've heard it's you know tons of vendors, lots of great stuff for kids, workshops. So if you're into model trains or if your kids are into model trains or if you've ever enjoyed model trains ever, definitely check out the, the Rocky Mountain Train Show. Yeah, I think they do a great job of really interacting with the families like you were yeah. mentioning there. So certainly a, a good opportunity. And some of these, I went to the National Train Show a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm amazed by the, the layouts oh, yeah. that these clubs do. It's not, just... Not only that, how do they get them there? <laughs> true, <laughs> true. It, it's yeah. insane. And and then I know the last event, you know, is is kind of down your alley. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of uh, something you're big about. And again, in Florida, we're everywhere where the weather's better than central Illinois in early <laughs> March. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Florida Jets, March 11th through the 14th. Uh, that's going to be down there in Lakeland, Florida. So we'll have uh, some guys out there. I think either Allie or Craig will be out there from the, the field marketing side of the house and uh, doing some live action. So if you can't make it to Lakeland, you can certainly watch our Facebook feed over the weekend and get some great commentary and just check out some of the world's most exciting jet flying, the, the highest end of jets you can ever imagine are at, at uh, Florida Jets. So it's, yeah, a, it's a lot yeah. of fun. And I know Allie and Craig and the whole team always do a great job with social media. Absolutely. Um, um, it's certainly aspirational for me, um, <laughs> but I love that behind the scenes uh, tour that those guys really do a good job of giving at events like that. So yeah. great. Well, I think you said last time it wouldn't be Horizon if we didn't talk about new products. So yeah. why don't we get to the new products, right? Absolutely. There's some, some cool stuff to talk about. Um, I'll take the first one because it kind of ties into the Mint. Mm -hmm. um, we're actually doing a limited edition uh, version of the Losi Baja Ray uh, that's going to have a really cool special Mint 400 uh, trim scheme on it. 
that we'll be selling both at the event and then again, limited quantities through some of our local hobby stores and then probably at hh.com as well. Mm-hmm. Really cool thing about this, Steve, you know, we've, we've been focusing more on our hobbies for good initiative and we're yeah. actually taking part of the proceeds from this vehicle and donating them to hobbies for good, which awesome. is great. And for those of you that don't know, our hobbies for good is our 5013 C charity uh, that horizon uh, supports and it will be doing lots of good things this year in the name of the hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's our hope there, again, uh, trying to celebrate the hobby and to just give back to it. We've got a great community out there, and we want to do all we can to, to give back to it because we're lucky to be here. So yeah. um, I think in that same kind yeah. of, you know. Two of them. Two of them, yeah. Losi's <laughs> on this episode. Yeah. Um, Losi also, you know, last fall we announced the Mini T 2.0, and the response was just huge. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it really, well, really was the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the second time. That's right. And we really wanted to commemorate, I think we mentioned on the first episode that, that this is Losi's 40th anniversary, mm-hmm. which is really amazing. And so to commemorate that, um, we're actually going to do – uh, a special limited edition Mini T 2.0 and mm-hmm. uh, to the 40th anniversary one. And we're only going to make 2,003 of them. Ooh. So Get people, your order in. That's right. <laughs> and they will go quick. Oh, yes, um, that sounds like a lot maybe to some people, but those <laughs> will go very quickly. Yes. Some people may be saying 2,003. What's and, up with that number? And they're numbered, right? They're, they are. I believe they are numbered. Yeah. And the other thing with it is there's a reason for 2,003. Mm-hmm. And 2003 is the year the original Mini T was launched. Very cool. So we wanted to kind of celebrate that year um, with that. We're going to be doing an awesome retro trim scheme, kind of like how the original Mini Ts were. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be brushless, so they're going to perform really nice. well. They've got some of the upgrades that we've come out with. And again, a portion of the proceeds from that are going to go to the Horizon uh, Hobbies for Good charity as well. So Again, a great opportunity for people to have something really cool to celebrate Losi yeah. and to do some good giving back to, to the hobby. And Very cool. So we've talked a lot about Losi and Surface. What do we have going on on the air side? So on the air Steve? side, we've had uh, you know, three really nice announcements for, for E-Flight, um, starting with the UMX Turbo Timber. Um, that one just released, and it's a, uh, it's a replacement to our current UMX Timber, which is our right. number one selling UMX aircraft. It's probably rated as the top UMX aircraft ever produced uh, by our customers. I probably won't speak for them, but I'm pretty sure they would say that. And, <laughs> I've flown uh, it. It's, it's really good. Yeah. So it's got to be up there for sure. So we got the Turbo Timber version of that, which will replace nice. it. Um, but So the other one's going away. This will replace that with strength and just more power. So Turbo Timber is all about power. And the full-size one and the 1.5-meter version, um, now we have that going into the UMX. And then the last uh, one for E-Flight is a 1.5-meter air tractor, which is really exciting because it's taking our uh, fully stole-capable air tractor. Now, if you're not into – if you don't live in the Midwest or anywhere where there's <laughs> plenty of agricultural <laughs> like there is where Chris and I are sitting right now, there's uh, there's always planes flying low where you think they're going to hit the power lines and they pull up immediately. But this is a, this is a agricultural aircraft. Uh, but it really, for us, it's it's stole capable, so short takeoff and landing, and it's really a great first low wing trainer, uh, low wing airplane. So you got your timber. So imagine for those of you that fly timbers, you know it's like a timber but a low wing, so a little bit more agile, a little bit uh, a little bit more fun in the sky. So really cool airplane. Yeah, that sounds great. So again, uh, as always, you know we know uh, having new cool products to look forward to is part of being part of the the RC community. So it sounds like. Uh, here early in March, we've got some good stuff coming out. Yeah, been a good year so far. Okay, so Steve, enough <laughs> enough small talk. Um, <laughs> you know, our goal with the podcast really 
was that we're part of this great community um, yep. of people that are passionate about the hobby, who love the hobby, spend their free time, their, their hard-earned dollars on the hobby. <laughs> and our hope was to just sit down with some of the influencers and, and the people that really are, you know, make the hobby happen. And um, I think the people that if they showed up at your local club or your local track, you'd love to just sit down with them for a half an hour, 45 minutes and hear their story. Definitely. And uh, I think this week... We have a oh, great yeah. guest. Um, <laughs> I know I bumped into him in the hall before I came in here, and uh, I'm really excited about our guest this week. Um, you know, um, okay, I, I won't, we won't we won't uh, drag our feet. Let's just say who it is because it's pretty exciting. But you know, from the first family of Monster Jam this week, we have Adam Anderson. And again, for some of you who may not know, um, Adam is the current driver of the Ultra famous Gravedigger monster truck mm -hmm. and the son of the founder of Gravedigger, Dennis Anderson. So we're going to sit down with Adam today and hear his RC story. Well, welcome Adam Anderson. Uh, thanks for joining us on the RC uh, Horizon RC podcast. It's great to have you here. Man, I'm honored to be here and uh, what a passion I have for uh, being a hobbyist myself and uh, thanks for having me on here today. Yeah, well, you were at, you're in Indy for an event and you have obviously we're not too far from there, so we appreciate you coming out. I think uh, hopefully you got a tour or if you haven't got a tour of the building yet, we'll get you a tour. That's coming up. They don't want to okay. let me in the back, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of toys back there. It is. Yeah. Uh, we'll take you into the R&D area and, uh, you know, I don't know what your schedule is for the rest of the day, but probably we'll have to drag you out at the end of the day. I'll so. sleep in my rental car in the parking lot. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And, and again, I'm always amazed when we were lucky enough to sit down with folks like yourself who have a really cool day job. And when you get a couple hours free, you want to come spend it with us, just really blows me away, blows us away. And it really gets to the core of what we're trying to do here, which is RC is such a passion. And to be able to sit down with people from different walks of life, different day jobs, and to hear what, what gets them excited is really cool. So again, I, I'm always just a little baffled when folks like you want to come and spend your free time with us. So thanks for being here. No, thank you very much, man. Like this is a, this is a passion for myself and it's always been there. Even as a, as a kid, I was always, I always wanted these trucks, all these, wanted the, the, the buggy. I wanted all this stuff, but we never had it because you had to custom build it all. Right. And right. my dad didn't have the time. Yeah. Well now because of you guys, <laughs> you can just buy one off the shelf, ready to rock and roll now. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. So, uh, in the intro I gave, you know, we mentioned that you're obviously Adam Anderson, uh, really from the first family of monster jam. And, um, you know, your, your father, obviously Dennis, Dennis Anderson, who, you know, at least from growing up as a kid in the eighties, I mean, he is the first name of monster jam. I know he was recently inducted into the monster jam hall of fame inaugural class, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. None of us honestly knew about it. Oh, at really? all. None of us knew about it at oh, all. Wow. So it was really cool. They flew him into Tampa monster jam did. And they, you know, and they inducted him and, uh, what, what a cool thing. And I had no clue. I, you know, I found out through, I'm watching it on live social oh, media really? stuff. Yeah, we didn't, it was really <laughs> legit, man. Wow. It was, it was really cool. But, uh, yeah, my dad is, uh, he created Gravedigger in 1982 and he created me in 1985. So, <laughs> you know, Monster Jam and Gravedigger has been my entire life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I, I kind of was telling you when we were talking before we got on the podcast, Ben, Steve, you, you probably haven't heard this, but you know, my son, Ben, who yeah. turned 17 next week. When he was, he had the the power wheels, and I, I showed Adam a picture of this earlier, but when he was like three, all he wanted was the Gravedigger power wheels. 
And when he finally got it, he used to drive around our backyard and he called himself Bennis Anderson. <laughs> so, I mean, when, when we talk about, awesome. you know, this being a big part of my life too, I mean, for the, again, I grew up in the eighties when Gravedigger was, you know, really born, like yeah. you said. And then when I had my son, um, it, it was all he lived for, you know, for a big part of his life. So it is really cool. Um, we're going to talk more about Monster Jam because I could probably spend the afternoon with that. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about your RC interest and your RC um, journey here for a little bit. So how did you get started in RC? You know, honestly, it was the passion of just vehicles and trucks. And growing up as a kid, like I said, I used to, I used when I would go to the Monster Jam events and if the RC clubs were there, I would all, that was my first goal as a kid. I would ride in the tractor trailer with my father, with Dennis Anderson and Gravedigger, and I would hurry up and get out of that truck as fast as I could and get to the RC club guys to see what trucks they had. That was where my, pa- <laughs> I, awesome. I am not even kidding you. I would go over there and they'd have these, ta- these tables with the trucks lined up, and all I wanted to see was what trucks they had built. <laughs> and uh, that's honestly, it has to be where my passion came from. And then my, my dad had gotten me trucks over the year, hobby grade trucks throughout the years here and there, but I can't say, he was just so busy that it, it right. was a, it is a, it was something at the time um, that the hobby grade trucks, they, they weren't the quality they are now. Right. So you had to have adult supervision kind of, you know? <laughs> right. And, and right. uh, so for years we always had them and then we'd fall in and out. But honestly, man, what's brought it back so strong for me is, is my kids is right. having that right. passion and being able to share something so fun with my kids. I literally, I swear to you, last night before I had to put my kids to bed, we were racing SMT 10s <laughs> until awesome. dark. Nice. Wow. Until <laughs> dark and fighting with each other. <laughs> They're such sore losers, so like I have to fake it in a turn sometimes. And then the one got mad. He said, stop letting out in a turn, Dad. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys. But, so uh, your kids are telling you how to drive a monster they truck, do. Right? They okay. do. Okay. They absolutely do. And as long as they win, everything's okay. But as you know, if I, as soon as I win, I'm doing something wrong but that's uh that's where i can't even say it's a passion anymore i have got a sickness man <laughs> well you I, were telling me about your uh your your shed right so it's steve not, you got to hear about this yeah. so so i i built it's not a, it's it's almost embarrassing it's a it's 30 foot by 30 foot and uh it's a good size yeah <laughs> yeah i don't even know so basically so there's i have myself i have a seven-year-old boy wade anderson and luke anderson is four so one time when we get one truck, we have to get three, if right, not a spare. Right. So there's four. So every time I buy something of one of those trucks, I have to get another one. And I built this shop because we have ATVs and stuff like right. that and side-by-sides. And even to work on some of my old trucks I have to pull them in, work on them, store them. Not one of them is in there. Not one of them. Each one of the kids, even my nephew in my shop, they have their own toolbox wow. with lights set up on them. So the different lights for different trucks that they can set up on the shelf and they have their own little tools and all this stuff. And then I have my corner over there with, I mean, like I, I have an entire hobby shop inside of my shop. <laughs> it is a horrible, horrible scene. I know in the there. feeling. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. My garage it is, is no longer room for yeah. anything else but RC. It, it is tough. Yeah. Well, that's how you know it. I always kind of joke that, you, you know, you're, when I started, you, you know, you're really into it when you like buy a different vehicle so that your RC stuff will fit in it better, or you have to buy a certain <laughs> yeah. vehicle because you're, you're going to be towing a trailer. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm oh. looking at enclosed trailers right now just for RC. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm it's doing a, right now. And I'm trying to figure out how to tell or ask my wife, I guess you could say, 
you know, how can we get this? I'm trying to like, I want to start a, a team for my kids and I, not even, I don't want to start a race team. We're, we're bashers, man. Right. Right. We're going to race them, but then we're going to, when it, Hey man, what's downtime between rounds? Let's bash them out. <laughs> so that's, I got, I'm going to start a race team for my kids and I got to get a trailer first. So that's right. how I got to tell my yeah. wife. It's all you can do. There's no other alternative. Really. <laughs> no, yeah, it's so, really I mean, not. It's all you can really do. <laughs> she but, has to understand. Or box van. I guess I can get a box <laughs> well, van. That'd yeah, be easier. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Some of the guys here have gone to like, Ford uh, delivery vans, basically, yeah. to yeah. take airplanes in the field. So, well, I just it's, delve uh, into that. So <laughs> I, I don't even. I was like, oh, great, here we go. I told mm-hmm. Ryan, I was like, my brother Ryan Anderson, he he had got me a, one of the mini apprentices for Christmas, yep. and we have never had planes. And I'm telling you right now, we have had so much fun. He bought one for me for Christmas, and we flew it in my front yard and around the pond and up at the shop and. We had so much. Fun. He ordered one for himself. Uh, like <laughs> I, like two days later, he ordered his and, and yeah. everything with it, man. And uh, and then I think when he was up here, he actually ordered something else and then picked it up here, right, right from. from <laughs> I can he, see that. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so uh, that's just a whole nother level that we're getting ready to take it to, I guess. Yeah. Well, Steve is quite the accomplished pilot, so you may want to have him on speed dial. He can. Yeah. He's he's one <laughs> of the people that helped me, you know, get into it. And, and that's a big part of the hobby is yeah, whether it's your brother or, or a friend or your grandparent or a parent that gets you into the hobby. That's a big part of what makes it cool and fun. And like you said, you get something and then, well, you know, your brother's got to go buy himself yeah. one. And and so for me, it's folks like Steve and, it you know, not everybody has a Steve Petrato that can help them learn to fly. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people have me on speed dial, oddly. That, that, that's true. <laughs> I'm but, probably going to have to get it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, as soon as I read on the top of it, what does it say on the top of the controller there? It's like panic mode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> panic or bind. Yeah. <laughs> panic. Yeah. And I'm like, I saw that. And I'm like. Well, you can't even wreck this thing. That's right. So I'm like, well, I can do this. <laughs> yep. I've right. never touched it once, it's just good. to let you know. Never good. touched it once because every time I'm getting ready to go down, I just panicked. There you go. <laughs> and I've recovered, though. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. I always, people always ask me, you know, was it hard to fly an airplane? And I always say, well, when you're in the air, it's easy. Yeah. It's when you run into a tree or the ground yeah. that mm-hmm. the problems usually biggest, occur. There's so. no leaves on the trees right now. That's my problem. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. And it, it does get hard as you get you. further out. That whole depth perception thing it becomes does. an issue. You know, it's like, I'm pretty sure I cleared that pole. And then you run right <laughs> yeah. into it. Well, it's like know. when you're golfing and you hit a golf ball through a tree. Like, it's mostly air, but it hits every single <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, well, I know you guys at, at Digger Dungeon, you guys actually host the the uh, No Limit World Finals, right? Yeah, yeah. So, how, how does that come about? Um, you know, because, I mean, you guys Man. really are into RC. This isn't, you that know, started like you said, as this kids. I mean, we were, I, I, I want to say, I might, Ryan was probably, Ryan had to have been around 12, 13, 14, 12. He's probably 12 or 13 when he, when we first had one of the first events there. And he won the, at the time, it was like the big block. Uh, you know, the, the gas uh, four-wheel drive monster class. And he actually won, like, the world championship. And wow. I remember all these guys, that like, this was their life. Mm-hmm. And we were really just starting. And, like, <laughs> they, were they freaked out, dude. I mean, like, people throwing controllers and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> and we're kind of, like, looking. I'm like, man, this, man what's going on? But, but now wow. we get it because it was their, it's their life. But ever since then, um, we, it's been every year since. I don't even know what year we're into now. And, uh but it's unbelievable the amount of the amount of people that come out, the amount of trucks that and, and everything that comes out there is unbelievable. 
Um, and and thanks, honestly, to like this year, I feel like is going to be the biggest one yet. Thanks to Horizon, uh, a lot of connections that Ryan and I have gotten through you guys. And, you know, we're building a full on crawling track now that we're going to build it just for public. I want we've started doing we just got into that and it was just <laughs> another sickness. All right. Like now I got to get all these crawlers and get right. all these custom right. things for it. And, um, but we're doing that. And then let alone with the, you know, the, the re-release of the SMT 10, we, we were stoked to see that platform come back. Right. And, um, and so many more, so many other people were, um, and, uh, I, I love the builder's kit for customizing it and doing it the way you want to from the beginning, but you know, you can't beat the grave digger. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it, it, like I said, you know, first, first truck, first family of monster <laughs> yeah. jam. It, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. And yeah, we, with, when Axial joined Horizon, that was one of the first things we really looked at. And, you know, when we made some, I think, good improvements to the yeah, SMT-10, absolutely. you know, upgraded some of the the um, gears in it, yeah. you know, the transmission in it, made it a little faster. Um, it's already an awesome looking truck. Now I think the performance kind of goes along a it little does. better with the uh, with the looks too. So. I was excited to hear that because that was one of the things, because a lot of people think they're like, I don't know if they think that we produce these in, in my garage at my house or not. <laughs> but so, you know, I get the feedback too, you know, yeah. and, I, and I do, and I'm, I'm knowledgeable in within the trucks and stuff like that. So I know what's going on and, right. and I was very appreciative for the upgrades that did come with the truck. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Good. Well, yeah, we're looking forward to the, uh, the world finals this year and it, it is really cool. I mean, one of the things we've started doing, you know, is we have what we're calling the signature events. So like Axial Fest, we're doing a second one this year. I think things like the, you know, being able to do not just a Monster Truck World Final, but to do it at the Digger Dungeon. Yeah. I mean, that's a destination. I mean, that's kind of the plan your summer vacation around this sort of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah mean, for sure. And um, I'm actually, I'm planning right now, arguing with my wife about, uh, I'm not arguing with her. She was just, uh, <laughs> we're going to go to the Horizon Fest. We Ryan yeah, and I would yeah, like good. to come to that, you know. and We'd love uh, to have you. And we wanted to go to both of them, but I can't remember. There's one weekend I can't make oh, okay. it because I have an event that I'm going to. Um, but then having our own event at our place, man, I think I take that for granted sometimes because I've seen these guys, I'm, I'm talking, they're like, we probably got second generation people coming in now right. for this event, you know, and it's, they're out there, you know, camping in tents. I mean, a lot, some people roll up and they got toy haulers and all the right, legit stuff. Right, oh, yeah. Yeah. Then you got the hardcore guys, they roll out there and they got like a, you know, a Ford Escort station wagon with like 15 trucks packed in the back of it. And they <laughs> pop a tent up and they're there to stay for like five days. Yeah. And they just love it every yep. day, rain or shine. They're out there till midnight racing. And it's just, uh, it's something, it's a passion and people, I guess it's you can't take. It's the sickness you talked about. It is a it is. sickness, it is. man. Yeah. It, is. Sickness. it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And and that's what's really cool. You know, and yeah, at RC Fest last year, Horizon RC Fest, we had the uh, Grave Digger experience was there. Yeah. And it was so cool, yeah, to see all these, you know, kids and families. And again, you talk about second generation and stuff. I mean, just seeing that, yeah, now that, like you said, Digger's been around for, for it is, a long man. time. And you're honestly seeing third generation yeah. families now, uh, kids and stuff. And it's like, I remember when I first got started in it, and it was like they were the second generation people that were watching, you know, they were watching my dad and myself race. And now we're rolling into third generation uh, of them. I'm like, man, this is just, uh, not that it's getting out of hand, but it's honestly, it's really cool. It's very cool. It, it absolutely yeah. is. It, it's really cool. So over the course of your RC career, what do you think has been your fir- your favorite RC vehicle? Even- Man, you know I've uh, I've had so I've had so many different types and over the years, but there's there's something about the solid axle trucks I cannot get away from. 
I don't know if it's the yeah. realism of the. Tr- I I don't know why we have uh, we have uh, you know all the Arma stuff and, and I love them and they're awesome and uh, they're so tough and they just last forever. But there's yeah. just something about that uh, that truck and it's the type of person that I am too. Right. I think yeah. the realisticness. <laughs> I think it's bred into you. <laughs> I guess yeah. that yeah. I'm just a solid axle guy yeah. and and, and the yeah. development of the SMT10. I I swear I like I still. I was going on Facebook Marketplace and finding old trucks for <laughs> yeah. no reason. I don't right, have to right. do that, and I'm just getting them from everybody around within a 100-mile radius, and I just have them lined up because yeah. I want to have all these different trucks. So my kids, they set up for, like, we have the pit party at the shows. Mm-hmm. My kids, and I'm like, man, they're doing it again, and they'll go in my shop, and they'll drag every one of the trucks out, and they'll set them on top of the jumps, set them around, <laughs> and they have pit party. Then they bring them back, and they line them up, nice. and then they do them one at a time. And it, wow. as long as they'll go, man. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, I'm so frustrated. I'm like, man, I got to clean all up. But then I think to myself, you know what? That's, that's pretty awesome. It, it is. And I, I have to agree with you. I'm kind of a solid axle guy myself. When we, when the uh, Losi Baja Ray came out, you know, a lot of folks said, oh, but it, it's hard to drive. And it's like, yeah, it's supposed to be. That's part of the, you know, kind of that progression, the skill to me that, yeah, you know, you, yeah, it doesn't, you got to be careful cornering. Yeah. You know, I it, love, it, but I that love the to Baja. me is the fun. It is. I, the Baja Ray was awesome. And I, the first time I got to experience one of those, it wasn't mine. It was <laughs> one of my buddies. And I, I was actually in Anaheim, California, and we had it in the parking lot out there. And I had to teach him how to drive it. And and uh, I right. was pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you mentioned uh, Arma too. I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen some of the crazy thing those guys are doing. I mean, they, they kind of take what you do in full scale and do things no, that I you don't can only ev- do with a small RC I don't want right? to ever, ever do what I've done with that truck and continue yeah. on. I don't know that I would. If the truck could, <laughs> that's one thing. But, man, they, they are unbelievable. Um, and, and I've had a blast with it. Like, that's the – I swear, it's like I, uh, I've got – I got one not too long ago, and it's – all I've been doing is changing batteries. It's good to go. Yeah, yeah. They they are really again. They kind of do the you know built tough, built fast, and and uh, they've really brought that. And that that crowd base loves it. And I think many of them in their minds are are you know doing the same thing you're doing. You know, it's that. I was kind of say anybody who flies an airplane thinks he's Maverick from Top Gun. And <laughs> yeah. Anybody who drives a monster truck thinks he's you. And yeah. Digger, yeah. You know? So, but yeah. that's that's part of the fun and the passion it behind is, it man. too. I think so. Well, cool. Um, well, let's switch gears a little bit here and talk a little bit about your day job because, like we said, you've got a really cool day job. It's uh, it is it is pretty unbelievable, and I I take that for granted sometimes also, uh, because I've been doing it full time. It's my been my life, but I have honestly been driving in Monster Jam for fifteen years now. Wow, since I was nineteen years old, <laughs> wow. and uh, you know. What what an awesome thing it's been. I've actually, I started as crew on the road. Okay. And I traveled up and down the road. When I say started as crew, I didn't like just crew and then leave with dad and go somewhere. I, my dad was on a whole nother tour, gone somewhere else. I rode in a freight liner for three months straight <laughs> with some random guy. And right. I just earned my keep, you know. And a lot of people don't know that. And then when I turned 21, when I was able to get my CDL, Thank goodness I didn't have to ride in that passenger seat anymore, and I got to drive. And oh, really? Like, yeah, and I was wow. cool. it was a 74 right here that I just rode on yeah, forever. Yeah. I remember the pastures that from years <laughs> back when I, I passed them driving the tractor trailer, yeah. um, heading to all these shows up yeah. here in the Midwest. Yeah. And um, But it was uh, it was awesome for me doing that stuff and running the roads. And um, But now I'm fortunate enough that, and we're busy enough show after show after show and, and, and PR stuff that... Um, now, you know, I get to fly, I flew out today on Wednesday. I left my home at three o'clock in the morning to get to the airport. <laughs> and then I drove out here to see you guys. And I got to deal with operation Homefront tomorrow. And then on Saturday, 
I get to drive Gravedigger, you right. know? Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, yeah, not a bad gig at all. Yeah, it's not a bad gig, <laughs> you know? And then uh, we have two shows this weekend uh, in Indy in the Lucas Oil Stadium. And uh, I'm I'm actually, I'm pretty pumped up about it. We have a point series, and I just took over the lead. We had tried some new stuff to the truck, just like you may try with, uh, you know, any of the hobby stuff, man. Sure. I We do it with the real deal and tried right. something for a couple shows. The crew did, and I told them, you do what you want to do, and I'll try to drive it. Well, I couldn't drive it, and so they switched it all. <laughs> back and yeah. i'm kicking everybody's butt again so that's awesome congratulations yeah, yeah yeah so i'm excited about that and then uh hopefully i can keep the lead um and uh indy's one of my favorite places to compete though i was it's gonna like, ask you where you know yeah where you live that that's a big stadium it right? is i big, mean it yeah. seems like there's a lot of ground there it is know? really nice and, and a lot of people do ask it's a big question where's your favorite place to go and i'm like i i honestly when they ask me that I have no idea. I can tell you that fa- my favorite country I like to go to is Australia, and I think it's just because I can read every sign. Right. I, yeah. I've been to 26 different countries, I and I can read every sign. I can drive up and down the road. I think it's on the wrong side, but I still got it. <laughs> and uh, everybody's really nice. But other than that, man, stadiums and uh, people everywhere you go, you know, I always want to say that, you know, I go to a stadium, like, you know, people here are really wild. But then I'm thinking about how wild the crowd was in Indy two years ago when I was here, and it's like it's – everywhere you go it's a, it's another one of those sicknesses once you get there you even as a fan you turn into a different person you right. cannot help but have a good time yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah, the, the rumble of the engine the roar of the crowd yeah. it's it's everything like, it's not the, even like a the big wow fact the wow factors yeah, in just, there and it's like and I, I i like football and all but i can tell you man yeah. i was like I think this, it is a little more exciting. The Super Bowl was okay. Okay, <laughs> my bad. dad is fifty-seven, fifty-six, or whatever, and he said this is the first Super Bowl he's ever watched in his life because he said he was trying to be a normal person. The <laughs> only way he did that though is he played a he play he texts me said and he doesn't barely text either. It's my dad, Dennis Anderson. He's like he texts me. And he's like, awesome. I got a hundred dollars on somebody. I'm like. All right, whatever. All right, you're actually gonna do it. I'm, I just flew home from a show and I'm falling asleep right watching this and. uh but then he played me, though, because he bet my youngest brother the opposing team. Ah. So no matter what, he was making out. He was going to pay somebody, but he was going to take the money and transfer hands. So now I was like, oh, I see. Smart man. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, he knows how to win. He does. He got me. He tricked yeah, me. That's right. That's right. That's that's really cool. Have you always driven Gravedigger then, or have you driven other not. trucks? I did not. Actually, the very first time I ever competed in Monster Jam um, was the first it was in 2005 I was crewing on a truck and the the guy couldn't make three shows and I filled in for him and it was this truck called Vet King okay and it's very it wasn't a very well known truck it's kind of I can't say it was a filler truck but it okay. it I basically was and um but it was how there's Monster Jam University now which is really close to oh, here really? yeah. and Paxton Illinois but I uh I they didn't have that, so my mine was the school of hard knocks, and I did it. <laughs> the first time I ever jumped cars was in front of a smaller venue of fifteen thousand people. Oh, only fifteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. Uh, Don't mess up. But that was <laughs> yeah. the time. That wow. was instantly. That's when I knew this is what I was going to do because I got out of that truck and I looked around at these people and at what I had just done, and was my adrenaline was pumping, and I was like, this is unbelievable. This right. is this is what I'm going to do. And then, uh, but then it led to, I drove uh, the Taz truck for quite a few years. Right, right. I actually won my first world championship in freestyle in, the, in Taz in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I'm still hanging on to the world's youngest uh, monster or monster jam champion at, across the board right now. 
and there's so many new young guys, and I get so mad when they get close. I'm like, don't you take that from me. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, I went to Gravedigger to Legend, which is a retro version of Gravedigger, right, right. because I wanted to be able to compete against my dad, but still be on the Gravedigger team, you know? Right, right. So if I drove Gravedigger, then I couldn't be at the same show with my dad. And um, so I, that led to that, and then I drove Gravedigger Legend for a couple of years, and I got two or three championships in that. I can't even remember now. And um, and then they so they would book us, but they separate us. They like my dad would be on the East Coast, and I'd be on the West Coast, and so they didn't keep us together. So I'm like, well, why am I not just driving Gravedigger? If I'm going to drive something and just drive it like a crazy madman, why not drive the baddest truck in the world and really Absolutely. make it count? Yeah. That's know? what I'd want to do. I, yeah, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, they, and, and everybody agreed, and so <laughs> that's it, cool. So I think that was uh, 2016 was my first year, and I actually won uh, the point series that year, and I won a uh, world championship that same year. The, my first year in grade that's cool. it was that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'd forgotten um, when you were driving Taz, my son Ben and I uh, actually went and saw you at Qualcomm, really, in San Diego. Really? I totally forgot yes. about, it, but you were there. I've only in... been there. That was only the one time I ever went oh, there. Well, too. Glad, I'm glad yeah. we were there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that was that was kind of cool, and that's a cool stadium. It too. is. A, I, it was awesome. I don't think we go to Qualcomm anymore. We, is there a new one there that's close by? I think, I think it is, but I, I don't remember I can't now. Remember. But, but I think we I lived, go there yeah. this year, but I can't even remember where yeah. I'm at right now. <laughs> that that's good. So. You've touched on it a little bit here, and I know for, for me, we, we went down to St. Louis a couple of weeks ago. My whole family and I went, um, my wife, my daughter, my son, myself, and to St. Louis, Ryan was there yep. and son of a digger. The thing that immediately just caught my attention was just, it's a family event, yeah. and you can just go as a family and have a good time. It's a great show. It's, you know, it's exciting. Like you said, as soon as you hear the truck start, it doesn't matter how young, yeah. how old, boy, a girl, whatever, you get excited. Yeah, you can't help it. I see I see it a lot of times. It's so funny. Uh, we have the pit party, which is it, it is honestly, it's really great to actually meet thousands of people right. and see them. But you can see how excited they are. They're scared. They're, you know, and, but even the funniest thing to me is like, the, because the kids watch us on TV and stuff, but then the moms actually watch us. So the kids are won't even talk and the moms are so excited to meet us and they're bringing <laughs> all the kids and, or whatever the case is. Right. But like you said, you sit in the seats, even if somebody goes there and I always see these, you know, these teenage kids and they're like, they're just too cool. And they got their arms crossed. And they want right. to, I make them take, I said, get over here and take a picture with me right now. <laughs> Cause they're going to remember that forever. But then yeah. as soon as that show starts, there is not, if there is a wow, any kind of wow moment, wow factor, let alone the engine starting up and you hearing these trucks running, that everybody's on their feet and right. you don't want to, you can't, it's hard, you can't even keep yourself contained when there's something crazy that goes on. And it's just the most exciting moment to share with your entire family. Yeah, it is really cool. And it's, it's nice that there are things like that still available to families. And again, I can't even imagine how many shows across the country, you know, Monster Jam puts on, but I mean, there's plenty of great opportunity to get out there and see yeah, it. Yeah, I think last weekend was, uh, at the one, on last weekend, there was eight events going on that weekend yeah, around, over, all over the country. That's and crazy. I couldn't even, like, my sister Kristen, she's a, she drives Gravedigger also. Right. And I had no idea where she was. Somebody asked me, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, I should probably text her and ask her, but. Yeah, well, yeah, I heard that. I mean, again, kind of the family affair part of it. So, obviously, we've talked about your dad, your role, yeah. your brother Ryan, now your sister Kristen yeah. races, and you have a younger brother. Yeah, that, Weston, that, he races in the mega trucks, but he's only oh. he's only 17. You have to be okay. 18 to compete. Ah. Um, Yet to be able to compete in Monster Jam or even drive Monster Trucks, right. basically. So every one of your family members is into the sport. Every one of That's them. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, we and I can't say that 
we weren't we could have done whatever we wanted to but it's mm-hmm. like i don't know it's like it just has this draw to it i i don't right. know it's hard not to it's not like i'm doing it because my dad expected me to i right. guess you could say or i'm looking for his approval i don't care now that I'm older, I you know I love my dad. I'm not listening to him. I'm way smarter than he is. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> no, no. No, that's fine. Let it go. Oh, we'll let that one go. Then. Okay. We'll I'll have to. Go. I'll there have to go. figure there out. I have to show him how to listen to this, anyways. So. There you go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. But yeah, it is amazing. I I did kind of wonder. It's like okay, you wouldn't want to be you know the family member at you know the the Anderson family you know get picnic in the summer you know <laughs> yeah. who's like you know their day job they work at a bank or something that yeah. that'd be tough to relate. I, I would think so. I, I know. And I think about that sometimes. I think to myself, like, man, what if I what if I wasn't doing this? What else would I be doing? So, um, and, and I don't know what that would be. I, I could probably work at, at a gas station and smile at everybody all day long, though, and be okay with it. Right, right. Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw a video, I don't know, a week or two ago, again, after St. Louis, and it was, a, it was an in-cab shot of you driving. Yeah. So it was like the whole run. I don't, I don't know how, you know, you, you, uh, you must be sore on Mondays. I mean, that, oh, man, just, <laughs> if you, uh, my best bet is, is to, I'm going to freestyle the couch on Monday. <laughs> That's probably a good plan. It is. It's I, like, I uh, it's like being like, so when you watch the video, it's hard to even, I, I should have done the, the outside video footage of next to what was actually going on because it was basically, I did crash in that video. Oh, yeah, yeah. I crashed and I'm upside down hanging there and you, not that you can't tell. You could tell because my hat. Everybody had to make comments because my hat's swinging around right, in right. there. Right, yeah, yeah. So it was down the steering see, column. You right, can kind of yeah. see what's going on. Um, but it, it does. It You're so tight in there. Sometimes I hurt myself be tightening in there so tight to just stay contained in the truck. So once I get going, man, my adrenaline's pumping. I don't care. Right. It doesn't right. hurt. It really doesn't. And But it's like I, I have... I've never been in an accident, I guess you call it. I've been in a lot of crashes. Okay, right, Not right. Not that it was on purpose, really, but, I've, you know, I mean, they, they, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like, you just kind of, I honestly, it's like you get the crash flu. Like, you right, feel sick. Right. You're like, oh, man. Right. But you know what? It's, what day is it now? It's Wednesday. I'm good to go now. I'm ready <laughs> yeah. to rock and roll. That's good. It's yeah. only a one day, one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One to two. Depends on how good your freestyle uh, was. Yeah, that's true. I just always think about it. I mean, you, you, we were talking about, you know, riding ATVs, and I, I grew up on ATVs and dirt bikes, and I still ride motorcycles. Yeah. I mean, there's days after I, you know, I'm out doing that, and I feel like, oh, man, I'm beat up. So I can only imagine, <laughs> yeah. like, multiplying that by, like, 100, you yeah, know, what you must feel it, like it, it takes times, a, so. It definitely takes a toll, man. And uh, it, But because of what my dad's developed over, you know, over 30 years and also myself being a a crash test dummy for my father when I was first able to drive then when we tested something new he would stand out in the field and watch me he's like go jump that thing he's like go harder I'm like it hurts dad no yeah I think that's just dad's right it is he was pushing me he wanted he was trying to make me do it bigger to show all the other guys in the shop that I was going to be okay cool but no it's uh but because of all the safety equipment we have now it's uh that's what enables us to do all these tricks and stunts that we do with the trucks now. And basically, I and mean, honestly, we learn, we figure out stuff. I've done it. We've played with our uh, trucks before, the RC trucks, and learned a trick, or figured out a trick. I'm like, maybe I'll try that, right. you know? Not that's probably, it's not the smartest thing to do. <laughs> but, I mean, we're in trucks that are capable and built right. to do this kind of stuff. It's not like we're driving my rental Kia and going to figure out how to do a backflip with it on the, right, right. You know, on the bridge on the way back. But. Right. No, it's, and yeah, it's amazing. I mean, just how the, the, 
tricks have progressed over the yeah. years. I mean, yeah, you know, backflips like you're mentioning. Backflips kind of a common thing now, it's right? Very, I it's mean, very common. You yeah. know, and honestly, I don't even like when I'm doing a freestyle run, and everybody loves to see it. You know, yeah. they still love it. You know, even if five trucks before he did it, if Gravedigger does one, it's it's even better. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, Let's see who's that one right this there. This is your Providence Road. I only just posted this a day ago yeah. saying that. The, the backflips look so effortless now. And I remember growing right. up, it was, you know, it was so just, you guys would, it was jumping over cars. You don't even I see know cars it. in stadiums. It's just big, big old ramps now. Yeah, well, they do specifically built ramps for these things. And so that one, they actually call an eight-pack black backflip ramp. And it's built out of these tires. And it enables you to do it in a smaller area, a smaller nah. venue. Sure. And we'll have those at our the stadiums, like at, at Lucas Oil, we'll have that same setup and also the container backflip. Right. So you'll have two different variations of it, where the container one is honestly, I say it's a little, it's as long as the there's tires in there, the tires don't deflate that hold that <laughs> ramp together, then it will go straight. Okay. But as long, you know, the ones that are built into the side of the hill there, and we've actually built those to scale for the our trucks. Oh, really? That's we cool. Ha- yeah, we have those for our RC awesome. trucks for the kids. <laughs> That's really cool. I say for the kids, we do it too. Yeah, I'm yeah. Right well, it's always, it, yeah, you feel better when you say it's yeah. for the kids, right? Yeah. So, no, we, we yeah, it's, it's uh, that was one of the things too, being back at Monster Jam is just, it doesn't get old and immediately you know we're all we're all boys again you yeah. know getting excited about oh, yeah. trucks flying through the air and loud engines I no mean, it's, doubt man it's just it's just fun and if i've a- grown up in it my entire life and i can still sit in the truck and watch it and get excited for another competitor that's cool something's right something's yeah. good about this yeah. i feel like yeah I find it pretty cool too you guys at the smaller venues and i'm not i don't think this is at every event you guys also do kind of I would call like a sideshow, right? There's ATVs, there's yes. different things like that. Where yeah, I was cool. up in Chicago and I was like, I don't remember seeing this as a yeah, kid. Yeah, so now that, that's what they call the, um, the like the triple threat series. Yeah. And what that is is because the, the actual driver of the truck, so that one right there, and that was Providence, you said? Yeah. That was, I think that was Tyler Meninga, and he competes in all the smaller venues. And okay. he, he's like a wizard in those arenas yeah. for those things. Like he, if you want to challenge me, I'd take a challenge from him and try him. Uh, <laughs> but I do, I'm the stadium guy, okay. so he can't touch me in a stadium. I know that, <laughs> but they also compete on the ATVs and mm-hmm. they're decoed as grave digger. And then the, the side-by-sides, they call them the speedster racing yeah. and they compete in those in some competitions. And some of the wildest crashes are in the speedsters. Oh, and those guys, actually all the young guys, they send me the videos of them crashing <laughs> in the speedsters because I die laughing <laughs> That's awesome. because those things, I don't know why it, it does. It doesn't even hurt as bad crashing a twelve thousand pound truck in comparison to crashing a thousand pound vehicle. That's yeah. nothing different about it. Besides, it just doesn't have big tires to yeah. bounce off of. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but I laugh so hard. Yeah, my sister has to compete in those, and she'll tell me about them. She's like, "Man, that's the speedsters <laughs> took me out again." <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. bending axles. Yeah, when I was, up there. Was, I was yeah. like, "Wow, I can't believe they just." Send it like they do the truck. They're ruthless, it's, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's cool. But again, just super entertaining. And, yeah. and you can't kind of help but laugh and be on the edge of your seat. It is. So it it's, is. It's, and it's, it's cool. It is competition. And that's what's kind of good about it. Because it is entertainment, but it's it's competition too. So And also within your family, you can, you know, the, the kids can pick. If they don't like Grave Digger, whatever. I don't like them that much anyways. <laughs> but if they can, ha- you know, you can go there. And, right. and if somebody can have their own team they want to root for and make it a fun, friendly yeah. competition amongst the family too, right. you know. Right. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. So we've covered your RC interest. We've talked about Grave Digger. 
for a little bit. I also heard, though, you've got some pretty cool full-scale builds, what we'd call one-to-one builds. <laughs> um, you know, tell us about those. I've heard you've done a couple of pretty cool ones. I did, man. So I think one, and this thing went viral a couple years ago, and I'm actually getting ready to drag it back out, but it was a, I think it's a 1963 C10, and everybody has these old trucks that they build, like a rat rod type thing or whatever. Well, I'm like, I've always like, you know, like I love drag cars that are tubbed out. I've always loved right, that. right. And I always want to do it. So we have these big tires that are 66, and they're actually like the ones on the race trucks are 66 43s. And these are 60, when I say 43, 43 inches wide. Right. Okay. And 66 inches tall and a 25 inch rim. <laughs> and these are actually 66 50s. And so I'm like, wow. And I always wanted to put them inside of a body, honestly, but this truck came about and this guy had it and it's original, orig all original stuff. It's rusty and stuff, but it, I mean, it's perfect patina. Like anybody that was trying to build like a street truck, right, right. they would have died to have this thing. <laughs> and it had a, it's got a straight six in it with a, a three on the tree. Nice. And um, uh, so I actually put these 66 50s, two of them on the back, and they're only six inches apart. So the frame rails. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's the biggest tubbed out vehicle I've ever seen in my That's life. Hilarious. And I took a rear end that was actually out of a lull. It was back in our junkyard of old right. parts because that's a lot of this, a lot of the stuff from the for the monster trucks developed from old military equipment and things like that. So we have a bunch right. of random stuff around there. And I had yeah. these rear ends just sitting there. And so I didn't even tell the guys in the shop. They like we had this other shop over there. I wouldn't even let them come in to see this thing. I picked one guy and he came and worked with me for like a week on this thing. And I'm like, dude, and I was like, no, y'all just go away. And they're like, what are you doing? And when I finally, and not only that, so it ran pretty, it ran good and stuff. But then I took a turbo off of like, it was a 2008 Cummins. We had this turbo laying there and all I did was buy a brand new car, but we made all our own really? tube, tubing stuff for the turbo. And it's not pretty. <laughs> Doesn't but matter. when it started up and ran and ran so good and actually spun the 66s with wow. an inline six with wow. three on a tree and no but there's some of the guys that can't even move it but the right. only reason i can even shift it is because of my dad is very descriptive with his hands and he talked about driving a three on the tree and how he would power shift through the gears and stuff when he was a kid doing burnouts like in his granddad's <laughs> truck and stuff and so i can drive it because of him describing that to me but it is. It went viral, man. That's it's like cool. that's what people said. It broke the internet, and uh, <laughs> and it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun to build. And but I blew all the internals of the carburetor out. It wasn't meant to right. have the turbo on it. So actually, that's what I was doing. I actually just last week was talking to the. I got a new guy at the shop, and he always looks at it. It's still sitting there, and we get they probably. I'd say it's almost a 50-50. There's a picture of Gravedigger and then a picture of that thing that people stop by our shop. Over 700,000 people stop every year. <laughs> wow. And then they take a picture of that. You know, they, even awesome. they've had, we have That's parked awesome. it around back and people come and ask, where's that old truck that was out here? And That's uh, awesome. so I'm, it's time to resurrect it, man. And I actually bought the stuff to build a replica of it. And it's all sitting there. But I told you this earlier. It's like, I'm not the best painter. I'm going to have to send this up to some of your guys right, to right. get the body painted to match. But I actually bought the stuff because when it's, it's not even nearly as cold at home as it is here. It's cold at home. I don't want to go outside. Right, right. So that's why that's yeah. when all my my hobbies decrease in size, and it's my indoor time. So oh, yeah. we called it building season, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. man, it's definitely that time uh, my, of year. My fingers are bleeding <laughs> that, right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. It's we. You know, though, this past Sunday it was like sixty degrees here. We both had our motorcycles out. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's that Midwest where you know you'll have a forty degree you know, change in temperature in 24 hours. So 
we'll get spring at some point again. But yeah, it's build season for sure. It's a good time, and and yeah, there's plenty of people that'll well, be happy to help. Mine's paint coming for you. too. Mine's mine's <laughs> coming too for the uh, the full scale stuff. In which we, we're so busy this time of year, anyways, uh, traveling up and down the road, and uh, I don't even know how many events I'm going to go to this year. I've right. I, I don't even know how many I've been to so far. I know I have two this weekend here in Indy. And uh, it's not, it's a rarity to have that. And it's a, it's a lot of work to do two events, two full on, like you right. went, you went yeah. to St. Louis and it right. was one event. So that same event is right. going to be recreated the next day, hopefully. So, yeah, that's well. a, that's amazing. I'm always amazed. And you, you've touched on this, I think at the RC level with Monster Jam, you know, again, when you've got, when you're doing, whether it's Arma sending it with the RC car or it's, you know, again, a 10,000 pound monster truck stuff breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And I was amazed, you know, just, I mean, your guys are back there wrenching. Unreal, I mean, man. It, it's amazing how we, we have the best, I can say this, we have this, the best crew in the world Yeah, and they it, can't it, touch our guys. Our guys help the other teams. Because, right. Right. Wow. And, and a lot of the guys are just homegrown guys that we went to high school with or their relatives that are our crew now. Really? It is because that's like, we, there's not a whole lot around. There's construction. Right. And, and then you can go work. Uh, we're like about an uh, hour and 45 minutes from Norfolk where the big shipyards okay, right. are. Sure. That's it. That's all you got where wow. we're at. So, or, or you work at the Gravedigger shop, you know. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good place yeah, to work. Yeah. But it, I was just blown away. Uh, just, I mean, they're back there. I mean, they're and this isn't easy stuff to work on, and it's not like they're going to Napa or somewhere, yeah. you know, to, to pick up some replacement parts real quick, right? I mean, this no, is. No, it's all, well, thankfully, the majority of it, we honestly, so that we have our our 53-foot trailer that is packed from one end to the other. I bet. <laughs> they basically have a whole other truck in there right. and just parts. <laughs> yeah. So that's what people always ask. How much does it cost to, you know, to to build a monster truck i'm like well it costs about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. that's just for the, the the truck sitting there but then you have to have all the parts that you're going to need to go with it so right and they're like what do you mean go with it i'm like you're going to need parts no matter yeah, you what you do trucks. how tough you build it you build and we build one part stronger the next one breaks so yeah. it's and it's, you, we just keep pushing them farther and farther you just like you said the the technology of the trucks goes up and so do the we can drive them even harder so we're going right. to go even harder so yeah and like you said i mean at some point you know even even with any of this stuff there's physics involved and yeah. you, you make something stronger and it just that transfer of power goes to the next break point right I yeah mean, it, yeah it, it, it it is. eventually not, something's gonna give that's what we honestly are focused now i think a lot of times is like what are we gonna make the weak point right yeah. to right. take up for what's the so we can what's he that's exactly yeah. right yeah 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 it, it's amazing i was just blown away with i mean those guys are you know somebody goes out you know for racing first yeah. round you know Break an axle off, and you know they they're back. tow it back, and they're they're back there fixing it, and they're back out before yeah, freestyle. It's, it's un- amazing how quickly I, I they did it, turn uh, it around. Just a few weeks ago in San Antonio, I did. Uh, I went out for racing. The front differential, uh, it just exploded. One of the bearings come apart. <laughs> so it just, yeah, it just comes apart. And it's nothing that nobody, it just finally went. Something right, ha- something right. happened, something mm-hmm. kind of failure. And so we go in the pits. So that's completely disassembling every single piece in that front end of that truck and wow, taking it out amazing. and replacing it. Well, then once they did that, then they realized that the axle housing is bowed. So they couldn't barely <laughs> get, that was from doing backflips and stuff. Yeah, and you don't, right. you can't, you can see it a little bit, but you don't know how bad it is. You judge it off of how hard it is to get the axles in and out a lot of times. Yeah, right, right. Because if the axle housing is bowed a lot, you got to take like a slide hammer and beat the axles out of this thing. To be, well, they didn't have to do that, so they but they started putting the differential and it was tight, so it took longer than normal. But we still made it back for the next portion of the show, wow, the next amazing. you know for the skills challenge thing. Then I went out there because my crew was I can't blame my crew; it's my fault. 
I did a wheelie for this part of this challenge and I rode right into another hill. I couldn't see it. Normally I got my crew on my head when I can't, when I'm staring at the ceiling, I'm just going, you know, and they'll be like, (laughs) they're they're telling me, go, 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 set it down. And I'm like, a lot of times, sometimes I'll push it a little farther this time. I knew the hill was coming, but I didn't know exactly where and I messed up. So I broke the front right all the way off the truck again after they just replaced everything in. So I pulled it out, did it again, replaced it. Then out for freestyle, and I broke the other side off because I went too big in freestyle. And they had to fix it again, we had to show the next morning. So wow. like my hat's off to those guys, yeah. man. You got to buy them yeah. a few rounds every once I, in a while. I do. Sure. I took them to dinner. I was going to take them to dinner that night, but they didn't even, they couldn't do nothing, man. So I, I the next week, I brought them to dinner. Nice. That's good. That's yeah. good. Well, we um, appreciate you being one of our first guests here on the podcast. And we also, I heard that you have started a podcast recently. I did. Tell us a little bit about that. I did. And what it, what it stems from, because I was honestly, I've been on a lot of, uh, I've done a lot of stuff. I can't even say this is my first podcast I've done besides doing my own. Wow. This is my first, I think we said we were going to get big guests. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've done tons of radio news, great TV shows, whatever. And, um, but I always wanted to do something like that. And people always ask, a lot of the questions that we've gone through now, you know, with you guys, and people are curious about that. Right. And it was, and the other guy that I'm doing with Bryce Kinney that drives right. the Great Clips Mohawk Warrior, you know, he always wanted to do it too. And I think we were both just scared <laughs> that maybe nobody was going to listen to it. And then we finally said, you know what? Nobody's going to listen to it if you don't have one. So why That's not right. do it? Yeah, let's do it. You know, That's and right. uh, and so we just uh, and it's because the reason we started is because we are two totally different people. Like ah. I'm just kind of the homegrown, uh, good old boy kind of guy, I guess you could say. Okay. I'm not very intelligent, um, <laughs> and uh, he's extremely smart. And um, but we we talk, we have good conversation together. I've me growing up. Uh, and dealing with a lot of business things throughout my life, being on the road and being involved with Monster Jam, I've learned a lot of life lessons. And so he's always interested in things I have to say, and I'm always interested. He was involved in corporate America more so. Oh, okay. And he's very smart, very well-spoken. And, um, but we were both scared and we finally just did it, man. And it it was pretty good. It it went off pretty well. And, um, well, tell everybody what the name of your podcast is. It's Gears and Nachos. And it kind (laughs) of, Gears and Nachos. And it's, that kind of stems from, because Gears, because his life, his family originated from uh, Top Fuel drag racing. Okay. And so, uh, you know, Gears have always been a part of his life, and that's definitely always been a part of mine. And the nachos is because every time we go out to dinner after the show, that's what he gets is nachos, man. <laughs> every time. But he says he doesn't eat nachos at home, so he's a connoisseur of nachos okay. around the country. So I, I just thought, you know, you know, having nachos in any podcast title probably gets you a few extra listeners anyway. Figured, so everything's man. better with nachos. It yeah. is. You can't help it. And he gets them like, why are you getting nachos again? And then I eat them. So, you know, you got to listen to it, I guess. So, so. Where, can we, uh, where can we hear the podcast? So you can hear it on Spotify. We had we did it through Spotify, and now it's uh, up on, on Apple, and uh, was Apple Play and all this stuff. I'm, see, I'm not yeah. smart yeah. enough. Yeah. It's on iTunes. Is it on iTunes? Really? Well, I'm that big already? It takes already? a good bit to get it approved. I know it's that approved. for a fact. It's approved. So you oh, you're you're ahead of us. It's approved. Yeah, so it'll be on the Apple podcast. Yeah, and, uh, so cool. And it did pretty well, but uh, and uh, I, I hope to, I only hope that this uh, this leads to it also. You know, I'll, I'll talk about you doing this with you guys this week. Uh, we're doing ours in a hotel room. We don't have this big fancy setup oh, yeah, like yeah. you guys do <laughs> it's here. It's in my office. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, Steve's got us a good setup here and, yeah. and uh, it's great, but no, it, and it's a lot of fun. That was a little bit for us as yeah. well as we said, you know, man, Steve, we, we're in this, you know, we're really lucky, much like yeah. yourself, you know, we get to talk to a lot of people, meet a lot of people that are just into this. Like we talked about earlier, that's just their passion. Yeah. 
And to be able to sit down with some of these people and like yourself and hear their story just seemed like something that we wanted to do to give, kind of give back to the community. And same thing. That's why I asked Steve to do this because I was like, I, I, don't, I can't do this. I, yeah. you know, I, this will be horrible. We have pretty differing yeah. passions within the hobby. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. yeah. That makes a big difference yeah. too, I think. And that's what we're polar opposite. So it makes it really good. Uh, it's good to listen to it. And this, the same for you guys, I guess you could say. And it, yeah. honestly, if it's good conversation, it's it's easy to listen to, I right. feel like. And also, it's easy to do it. So we yeah. always, we hung, after we did our first recording, and it was an hour long, we talked for two hours afterwards about stuff we should have <laughs> talked about. Yeah, make yeah. notes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. On the, next, on the next episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it is, that was one of my thoughts, too, early when we started. I was like, well, you know, we won't be able to talk for 10, 15 minutes about something. Well, what are we going to do? And now, you know, I don't know how long we're into this, but probably no 45, 45. So yeah, it goes <laughs> quick. So, um, I guess just real quickly. So you mentioned earlier, you know, uh, uh, you know, monster jam university up in Paxton, Illinois. Uh, certainly when you think, when I think grave digger, I also think grave diggers biggest rival max yeah. D who again, Tom and his team are up in Paxton, Illinois. And I thought, you know, if you got the tour done this afternoon, if you want to go by and like sticker bomb the mailbox there with a bunch of digger stickers. <laughs> you know what? I have never been. I've never been there. <laughs> I, they asked me, if, you want to go to, you want to go to Monster Jam University? I said, what do I need to go there for? <laughs> you can't teach kidding me? Anything? <laughs> and then like, in like four years, here it is four or five years later. I'm like, I think I should probably go up there. Yeah. We're teaching yeah. these kids some things that I never thought we'd do in trucks. It's stuff that we did on accident and led into. Now we're doing it on purpose. And, right. uh, but uh, and, and hats off to Tom to dealing with it. It's a lot of work. We bet, we had some bet. training stuff going on at our place, and I've still every once in a while we'll do some stuff. But that's a lot of work to run through that stuff. Yeah, man. I bet it is, and it's 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 really cool though. And again, you know, when like I said, Digger and Max D, yeah, that, all, that, I, that competition. So like I said, we can go sticker bomb their I mailbox probably should. or something. I probably you know? should. <laughs> just just let them know you're in the neighborhood. Yeah, but, I probably uh, will. I yeah, probably go paint one inside of the Max D bodies like Grave Digger while I'm here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so anyway, um, again, thanks Adam for joining us. No, nah, thank you guys very yeah, much. Thanks, thanks for sharing your story and being part of this, you know, great RC community and and helping share the passion and. And again, for, for driving Gravedigger, it's such a cool <laughs> part of motorsports, and it's, it was great to hear your story and, and to be with us today. So thank you. No, thank you, guys. I really do appreciate it. And, I, and I'm proud to be a part of this community. And, uh, and I, I see it growing, man, the, the things that you guys are doing and developing. And uh, it's something as simple as this, man. If you can sit in your garage at home and listen to a podcast about RC cars and the life of people that enjoy them, then uh, what, what can be better than that? Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. We'll let you get on the tour because I know you're probably dying yeah, to go cool. see some cool I, I gotta stuff. See some yeah, behind the scenes of how it all gets done. I got to go. It's out there in the parking lot warming up right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All thanks, right. Adam. Thank thanks, you. man. Thanks for listening to this episode of the On the Horizon RC podcast. We would like to personally thank Mr. Adam Anderson for spending some awesome time with us here at Horizon Hobby. Guys, in two weeks, we have another exciting guest, the one, the only, Mr. Peter Goldsmith from Peter Goldsmith Designs. If you don't know who Pete is, he used to be our Team Horizon field marketing manager, and Pete is just a legend in the industry, Mr. Top Gun, and many other awards under his name. We're going to dive deep in to Mr. Goldsmith's background, talk a little bit about his new Encore career, which is his Peter Goldsmith's design company, developing exceptionally cool balsa wood kits. So guys, please stick around. Let us know what we could do better in future podcasts. Please drop a comment here on Podbean or wherever you may listen to this. 
To remind you, we are on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and we're still working on our Google iTunes, our Google Music. So please hang out with us on the next one. We'll see you guys in two weeks.